Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Welcome to this Tuesday edition of TC Live as we wrap up day three from the ATP Finals in Turin. Here's what's coming up over the next half hour. What a thriller. Top rank secured Novak Djokovic continuing his quest to shatter more records at the ATP Finals against hometown hopefully Yannick Sinner. Plus, an injury would ruin the day for Stefano Tsitsipas. We'll have the latest on that and what it means for the rest of the tournament. And the return of Emma Raducanu has hit a pause find out when the former U.S. Open champ will be coming back to the court. There is no pausing TC Live. We are a full go. Great to have you here with us from our studios in Santa Monica, California. The Hall of Famer Jim Courier. We got the Hall of Famer Andy Roddick, Steve Weissman with you. What a match we just witnessed. First ever win, Andy, for Yannick Sinner against Novak Djokovic. And he does it in a third set tiebreak. What'd you think? I think it. You know, listen, when the when the when the book's been written on center, this is gonna. Uh, he's gonna look back on this and say, "Hey, that might have been the best match I ever played, or that was the start of many matches like this, where I go on to become uh, a Grand Slam winner." But it's just an unbelievable effort from Yannick Center, start to finish. Uh, as Jim has mentioned multiple times throughout the telecast, rightly. Novak played well today. He doesn't often play that well and find the wrong side of it. Sinner was winning points, right? Taking cuts off returns. He took the racket out of Djokovic's hand a lot tonight, serving well, moving well, switching directions. Couldn't be more impressed with, with the match that we just saw. And bouncing back also from the disappointment of the yeah. second set tiebreaker. We had the mini break twice and let him off the hook with unforced errors. And then had the break, got broken back, as is so often the case when you play Novak. You've got to be ready for that. So for Sinner, it was not just awesome tennis. It was also mental resilience. And I think he takes a lot from that as well, Steve. I think I still hear the fans in Turin right now. (laughs) (laughs) Wild scenes going on there. We will have full highlights coming up on TC Live here from Sinner with Prakash Amitraja as well. The first match in Turin. Featured the two guys who lost on day one, Holger Runa, Stefano Tsitsipas, Andy. Unfortunately, it only lasted three games. Yeah, we better show a lot of points in these first three games because we ain't going to get many more after them. Uh, just unfortunate. You know, the, listen, this tournament, you know, the, the gift that you get for being one of the top eight players in the world is to play a longer season than everyone else on tour. People are banged up. You know, no one is perfect. Uh, coming into this tournament. There's no doubt. And uh, unfortunately for Steph, said he pulled something in the first game. You can see him just kind of walking not quite right, even though he's trying to compete in that game. Almost breaks Runa in the first game. But right here, you see him just walking a little gingerly, knowing that he's already lost the first thing. You start calculating. Listen, I have to be ready in January. Do I go through here when it's probably not on my side? But a uh, tough break for Steph. No one wants to see that. The crowd let him have it. Fairly or unfairly, that is, uh, it's not, that doesn't feel good for Steph, and uh, I certainly felt for him. Yeah, never liked to see this, that he felt pain during warm-up, has been dealing with back pain for a, a little bit, actually got the green light from his medical team to go out there and compete, but could not give it the final push, and Holgaruna said, uh, don't know what happened, but wish you the best, Steph. Sitsipas tells us exactly what happened in the press room. 
I practiced the last few days. I didn't spend a lot of time on the court. I had a little bit of trouble with my movement. Um, it, it affect, it's mainly affected when I move, and it's difficult to compete at the match without having to move. This is tennis. This is not a uh, darts. So for me, it's uh, important um, to be fit and feel good with my back. Um, the, the pain was um, very big. Um, I've gone through pain during matches in the past, and I endured pain, but uh, this was uh, clearly too much to handle, and I had to take the difficult decision to do what I did. Holger, not exactly the way you wanted to get through. I'm sure you feel for Steph. Did you have any idea before the match how difficult was that preparing for him or possibly Hubie? Uh, yeah, I mean, so I heard there was rumors that he had pain in the elbow before even starting against uh, Sinner. So as you know, I saw him and I saw he had a few pain. But honestly, you know, I just I, I was preparing for a full match. I, I didn't know. I didn't hear anything before the match. But obviously, we could all see his serve speed in, in the first game was not normal. Um, and I think, uh, you know, it's, it's tough for all the circumstances for the crowd. But, you know, I, I wish him to get well as fast as possible. So listen, uh, we had heard about the elbow. Obviously, Holger had as well. This was, was back pain, and, and he felt it during warm-ups as well. What did you make of his decision to actually go out and try to play after feeling that pain during warm-ups? I mean, you got to give it a shot in, in your heart if you think you can go out there and, and finish the match. Obviously, if you don't, you, you probably want to give someone else a chance. But uh, with the back thing, too, on this really quick, low-bouncing court, it's very demanding on the body. Your reaction time has to be even quicker and that just puts your your body at peril, uh, as we can see. Uh, this is this Tsitsipas is a is a very thoughtful guy, and this is this is not a, an overly selfish guy when it comes to he understands the big picture. He wouldn't want to do that to the tournament, but um, it's what happened. And they got a little exhibition from Hercotch and Taylor Fritz out of it, and uh, Hercotch will be back in there uh, to take his place here in a couple of days' time. But it's it's a, it's a tough one. And we checked with the rules. You can pull out before that first point. And you can still get an alternate to come in and play for you. So what did you make of the decision? Yeah, it's a, it's a different tournament because in no other tournament are you having to weigh that once you're past the first round, right? It's not like they can put an alternate in in the second round of any other tournament uh, if you choose to pull out. So it is a, a unique set of circumstances. And listen, any debate around should he, shouldn't he have, it's not a reflection on Steph's toughness or his ability to play through pain or if he should have pain. You know, my opinion is, is that if your elbow is beat up, if your back is beat up, and you're you're down a match already. You got to start thinking about January. And listen, he made finals in Australia last year. Has always played well down there. So if I'm in his team, I'm going. Listen, is is the juice worth the squeeze for this tournament? Especially as we look forward to next year. I probably would have leaned towards no. Right? We got to make sure we're healthy. I know he said something ridiculous this week about how you know this is bigger than a slam if you win it. I. 1,000% fully disagree, and I don't even think he believes what he said. Uh, but. Uh, listen, I would have had an eye on next year, especially if you're nursing multiple injuries. So, and then if you, you know, kind of sweeten the pot with, listen, if I don't play, give someone else on tour that I have to see uh, throughout the year a look at the basket and to be able to get in, um, you know, I, you want his team to kind of speak up there, maybe a little bit louder. So, Steph out of the tournament. That means Hubie Hercotch is in. But on the other side, Holger Runa, who we've discussed, Jim, has some issues with uh, physically being able to compete over a long period of time. Mm -hmm. Played for over three hours against Novak Djokovic. Could this be a little blessing in disguise? Without a doubt. And he's struggled uh, any time the matches have gone kind of over two hours here recently in these indoor tournaments with fatigue. So, yes, this is a huge help for him. 
And he's going to need it because, uh, oh, by the way, that next match is, is going to require some physicality when he lines up against Yannick Sinner. Yeah, I mean, listen, for Runa, this is a no-brainer win. I mean, he, he was out there saying, I'll play a set, I'll play a set. If I was his coach, I'd be like, no, you won't. Sit down, get out of here, recover, get your body right. We can go out and, and hit some shots with practice. We're not worried about your form. You played a great match against Novak Djokovic the last two weeks in Paris uh, and here. You're playing well. Just take the rest and take the win. Uh, take your nice little uh, over 100K per game that you got today and uh, and, and move on and worry about center <laughs> in the next match. That's true. About, about 200K per game. Exactly, actually. You get 400 grand for, for winning a round-robin match. That's not bad, right? Not too shabby. Yeah. All right, the match that uh, we were just coming off of, Novak Djokovic, Yannick Sinner, meeting for the fourth time. Of course, Sinner trying to get his first ever win against Djokovic. Both of these guys coming off of first wins in Turin, and uh, this started really well for the Italian. Yeah, it did. Gets the opening set with a late break at 5-all. This is their first meeting on a hard court. They played on clay and twice at Wimbledon. This one is where it got a little complicated for Yannick. Had a mini break twice in the second set tiebreaker, but he made four unforced errors in the tiebreaker. And Djokovic just tightened the noose, and he was ready to go three. Wanted to hear it from the crowd, who were obviously pro Yannick center, Andy. But the third set was lightning from Yannick. That's just cold-blooded what he did there on the break point, Jim. Uh, and listen, the way he was able to battle back after that second set disappointment, knowing that he had to be perfect uh, to beat Novak Djokovic, huge mental win. But you think this guy's very tough? You think there are mental demons with trying to close out a match against Novak Djokovic? He loves the booze. He lives on that. It gives him energy and fuel. And listen, credit center. Physically, he was great. Mentally, he was great. Getting himself to the third set breaker and then coming up with this stuff that he did throughout the breaker. That was a great serve by Novak. A second serve. got to be 114-ish. Just cold-cocking winners, right? My old coach, Jimmy Connors, used to say, when you did something well and the other guy just did something better. Operation successful. Sometimes the patient died. There was a lot of that today where each guy was executing and someone ended up hitting just a crazy cold winner. Well done for Yannick Sinner, the ability to switch directions. That right here has to be a great feeling, especially at home in Italy. Well done, Sinner. Great match from Novak as well. Just a huge performance, both of these guys. I mean, it made up for the other match going just three games. These two putting on a three-hour, nine-minute show. And Yannick Sinner getting his first ever win against world number one, Novak Djokovic. You look at the stats... And honestly, Djokovic really won basically every category other than the break points. Served better, more aces than center, until the final point had more points. Jim. Yep, absolutely. And that's what makes tennis different than most other sports because of the, the unique scoring system. And Novak was holding serve a little easier. But uh, center stood tall in that final tiebreaker. And that's got to feel good because he's had some close calls. Remember, he played Carlos Alcaraz at the U.S. Open a couple of years ago. Had match point in a match that finished around 2.30 in the morning. Lost it. Alcaraz would be the one to lift that major title. Yannick had to think that could have been me. So getting a win like this over Novak for the first time, this is hugely meaningful. And it kind of validates all the work that he's continued to do with his new team the last couple of years. And he asked you yesterday, what was the percentage, serve percentage, that Yannick needed to hit had been below 60 last two matches. He said more. He hit exactly 60. <laughs> uh, I guess that was enough. <laughs>
Well, it ended up being not much more, uh, but enough. But I think uh, it's something Jim touched on during the telecast also. He, he always takes all the good stuff in real time when you're watching. But his ability to mix up a second serve and go from 114 down to an 86-mile-an-hour kind of bunny kick serve uh, to throw off Novak is something that's different uh, with him. And he's not making those first ball errors that maybe used to come in bunches. Uh, but protecting the second serve and being able to give Novak different looks, I think, was even more important than just wanting more out of his first serve percentage you can see him growing in real time and executing uh under the gun uh listen a lot of ebbs and flows in this it was like a roller coaster ride like it always is with novak but to, to close that out with the emphasis that he did in a third set breaker against the guy who's probably the best tiebreaker uh player of all time and as we roll into this listen this is the question that novak asks all the time so you're playing great you have a great start if you're center i think he's six aces in at this point you play a great point here and you come up on the wrong end of it by no fault of your own Right, you're throwing haymakers corner to corner, and Novak is just staying there doing what he does, counter punching, giving as good as he's taking. And center, like, this is a mental battle, right? Staying in this, taking your good stuff, you come out on the wrong side of it, right? So Novak comes, plays an unbelievable shot here, and this is what Novak does. He asks the question 30 40 early in a match, I've taken your best stuff, what are you gonna do? The new center, I'm gonna ace you out wide, the hardest serve to hit, flat out wide. Comes up with it there, answers the question, and then again, the next two points, it's another great first serve. We needed a little more, Steve, and he gave it to us. Then that second serve, the bunny kick, comes up again. Novak asks the question more often than any player in history, and Sinner set the precedent early of answering the bell. I was so impressed with this sequence from him, losing that point where he did nothing wrong into winning a point, going to a, a pattern with that drop shot that had lost him the point to get down break point, but just impressive stuff back against the wall, the mental part of it, the physical part of it. Early on in that, that shows Novak, okay, this kid's here today. He's ready to play. Yeah, I, I think it may have been more of a mental victory than a physical one for yeah. Yannick Center, be able to, to get over that hump against a player that's number one in the world. For Novak Djokovic, we've seen, as Andy said, maybe the greatest tiebreak player of all time, mm -hmm. lose two tiebreaks now fairly easily uh, mm -hmm. I, you don't get too concerned about anything with Djokovic right. but a little bit no I'm not okay. concerned at all I what I do <laughs> think is with this surface that this, this is clearly the quickest court all season long all the players are saying it all the data backs it up and that makes the margins smaller that makes returning tougher and you know Novak didn't play poorly in these breakers necessarily it, it, it's just a question of center stepped up yeah. and good for him and Novak He'll be back. He'll be ready to go against Hercotch and ready to do his thing. And he's still very much alive to lift this trophy again. He said, you come at the king, you best not miss. Sinner mm -hmm. did not miss when it mattered most. And he is 2-0 in the green group. Not guaranteed to advance yet. Runa and Djokovic both still alive. Sinner needed to win in straight sets today to guarantee his spot in the semifinals. And, of course, Sitsipas out, so Hercotch will step in. Yeah, I... You guys are going to have to help me understand the math of, of, uh, of all of this. But punchline is Djokovic, I think, is going to find his way into the semis. And, and we'll see how it all plays out with the sets one. We'll see. All right. You think Djokovic is in? And I, I think Sinner probably is in as well. We'll see. We'll see. Runa can have something to say about he, he it. He right? may. Oh, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. It's all about the numbers. All yeah. right. A lot more still to come here on TC Live. We are going to hear from Yannick Sinner with Prakash Amitraj from Turin. Maybe the crowd will still be there going crazy. Yesterday, we talked about the future of American men's tennis. Well, there's a new next-gen star. His name's Alex Mickelson. More on him straight ahead.
Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Jim Andy Steve back on TC Live. Last year, Brandon Nakashima became the first American to win the next-gen finals. He took out Yuri Lehechka in the title match, went undefeated in Milan. The crown capping a stellar season in which Binok knocked down some big doors. Cracked the top 50, won his first title in San Diego as well. And take a look at the guys he joined as next-gen champs. Carlitos Alcaraz, Yannick Sinner, Stefano Tsitsipas, Young Chung. All went on to do big things right after that. Chung actually made the semis of the Australian Open the next year. And we all know what Tsitsipas, Sinner, and Alcaraz have done. But this year, guys, uh, Brandon has dropped out of the top 150. He's like 143 right now. Did have a win against Holgerun recently, Andy. But uh, why do you think he hasn't been able to back up what he did in 2022? Yeah, it, it feels like momentum. It, it's a combination of, listen, confidence is king in this game, but also second time through the lineup matters, right? When people know what your tendencies are, they know how to problem solve for what you're bringing. Uh, they know uh, where you're going to serve uh, on big points. And then kind of you have to adjust to the adjustments. And then you're in this never-ending cycle for 10 or 15 years. And I think that's probably a lot of what Brandon has dealt with this year. You know, you lose two, three matches in a row. You start overthinking things. And so, you know, listen, the ability is still going to be there. You don't get to top 50 in the world. Uh, by accident, um, but we'll see where his kind of median median ranking ends up. You know, and he needs to save it quickly. It's not something you want to you know spiral out of control and keep yourself out of the main draw of majors. Getting into that top hundred is so important for someone like Brandon. Yeah, and staying healthy matters. He had some bouts yeah. with, with some physical issues this year earlier in the season. Now he's on the challenger circuit, trying to salvage the season with some momentum. Something that worked well for. Chris Eubanks and Ben Shelton, who went on big tears this time last year to really propel them towards a great season. So hopefully Brandon can build that momentum and then carry it into Australia in the, in the 2024 season, Steve. Yeah, certainly uh, wish the best for the end of the season for Brandon Nakashima. Here is the race to the next-gen finals. By the way, uh, the top four qualifiers are so good, they chose not even to go. That's Alcaraz, Runa, Ben Shelton, and Lorenzo Musetti. So the top-ranked guy in the field, Frenchman Arthur Feast. You will see the next-gen finals on Tennis Channel November 28th to December 2nd. Let's talk about Arthur Feast. He is the youngest guy in the top 50 in the world. Got his first ATP Tour win overall this year, first yep. major win, first title this year. What do you like about his game? Pretty much everything, to be honest. <laughs> got, got started to see him in February when he was playing some of the tournaments over in Europe in the indoor season. He's got big power. He's got charisma. He's got presence. And I think he has a big future in front of him. I mean, he has come on like a house of fire this season. I love his energy on the court. He can pop the forehand. There's no question about it. And at 19, we know that he is just getting going and filling out the rest of his game. But he's one of those guys who just looks like he's tour ready straight away. And he certainly proved that this year. Yeah, I mean, the, the kid look, looks like a fullback uh, on TV. It's kind of got like that that barrel-chested athleticism that uh, his countryman Joe Wilford Songa uh, used to have and exhibit. But a complete game. And now it's just a matter, like Jim said, of, of putting all the pieces together. You know, are you going to be someone who's consistently top 20? Or are you going to be someone who's 10, uh, 5, 
competing for slams. So, uh, listen, he made all the jumps he needed to this year, playing deep into tournaments. You know, the next step is going to be, can you play three out of five sets next year? Can you do that consistently? Can you put in weeks where you make a final and follow it up with a semi or another win? Uh, all those questions to be answered, but there's a lot to like with, uh, with Arthur Fees. He was the youngest guy in the top 100 until Monday when Alex Mickelson cracked it for the very first time. The 19-year-old American won the challenger in Knoxville. He is now the youngest guy, not only in the top 100, in the top 150, Jim. He started the year 600 in the world. Yeah. Hit his big breakthrough here at Newport, got yeah. to the final. What do you make of his rise? He, he should be in college right now, but then he wins Newport, and he's like, I think I like this pro life. And when you break into the top 100 at 19, you're well and truly on your way. He made the right decision. We'll see if he can back it up next year. The guy has size. He's got a great-looking backhand. Reminds a little bit of Andy Murray, the way it's the two-hander. Great return to serve. So, Andy, what do you like about him? I like a lot of it. Yeah, those dollar beers at the University of Georgia are going to be there for a long time for Mickelson. He absolutely made a, made the right decision. And you're right. I think he's in that Murray, maybe maybe a Jensen Brooksby uh, type mold. I think he has a little bit more upside uh, on the serve than Brooksby. He's not someone who presents as super fast when you're watching him, but his ability to be outstretched and make something out of nothing on defense uh, is a very underrated quality. I think Murray shares that as well, where he's completely stretched, has that chipper down, but then gets out of trouble and get, gets back to neutral. That's not something you often see with young players, 18, 19 years old, that kind of nuance of getting yourself out of trouble without blasting your way out of trouble. Uh, I, I, I really look forward to, to seeing this game progress and seeing the fits that he's going to give other people. Incredible rise in the rankings. Uh, said this is not the end goal, top 100. Happy but still hungry. That, that's the kind of attitude yeah, I like to like see. like that. Who's he playing in the challenge? He's this playing day? Bernie Tomic today. Right, well, that'll test you. Yeah. <laughs> Go, going at it in the, in the champagne challenger. Now, Mickelson, that, that ranking may be well within the top 100 by the end of the year. Coming up next, day after her 21st birthday, Emma Raducanu will not be celebrating on the court. We'll have the latest on her comeback next. Curry Erotic Weissman back on TC Live. A look at Wednesday's schedule. Get up bright and early, 6 a.m. Eastern for doubles number one in Turin. All the way leading up to the night session, singles number two at 3 p.m. Eastern, followed by TC Live, which will include Jim, Andy, and Nick Kyrgios. Encore coverage all night long. For a look at the forecast in Turin, here's Fox Weather. Hello, tennis fans. I'm Fox Weather's Amy Freeze with tomorrow's ATP Finals forecast in Turin, Italy. Sunny skies, a few clouds come and go, but temperatures in the mid-60s just right. Good luck, everybody. And don't forget, you can download the Fox Weather app or stream Fox Weather from your favorite connected TV device. Thank you, Amy. It was hot inside in Turin, that is for sure. A little dubs action. Santiago Gonzalez, Edward Roger Vaselin, hoping to keep their hopes of advancing alive against Maximo Gonzalez and Andres Molteni, Andy. Yeah, and Gonzalez and Vaselin coming off a, a great tournament there in, in Paris, BFC, trying to hold off this, this scrappy team. And Vaselin was a magician on the returns all day. We'll see a couple here. Uh, in this highlight where he just hit some clean winners. And if we don't see him, we should. But I'm pretty sure we will. The easy put away there to close out the first set. Great partner serving uh, and coverage. And here we go. This is what I like to see. That outstretch, fitting it up the line. That's a good move by that team. Good serve, good move. Uh, unfortunately, the patient died along the way there. And Gonzalez up there at the net showing some field. Uh, great forward match. Forward for uh, Vaseline MVP of this one.
Eight aces won 94% of their first serve points. That's 30 of 32. Pretty sharp serving. The top seeds, Austin Krychek, Ivan Dodik, taking on Marcel Granoliers and Horatio Zabios. Both hoping to punch their ticket to the semifinal round, Jim. Yep, uh, but only one can escape, and it would be Granoliers and Zabios. And uh, 30 all, these are big points because remember, it's no ad scoring here. So they get the break, they serve it out here. 40 love. Boom. Good ripping there. Nice movement. I like the way these teams gel, but they get the error there and pocket the opening set. And they would end up pocketing the second set in similar fashion to go 2-0 here. That was awfully nice. So a couple Americans in the doubles. Rajiv Ram on the other side and Austin Krychek. But uh, Krychek not able to get over the line here. So straight sets and straight forward in the dubs. Reynolds Zabios converted both break points. They earned, and they are now one and one. And guess what? That sets up a winner-take-all. Dota Krychek, Santiago Gonzalez, Edward Roger Vaselin, excuse me, uh, Grenoliers Zabios, in order for that second spot in the group. Gonzalez, Roger Vaselin, they're in. Dota Krychek, Grenoliers Zabios, one win to make it. We now head back to Turin, check in with Prakash, who has found Yannick Sinner. Yannick, that was absolutely bananas to watch. Would you would you characterize this as, as the best match of your career and, and perhaps the best atmosphere? I think with all the circumstances, um, playing in Italy, um, top eight players of the season, uh, beating the number one who won 24 Grand Slams, it's for sure on the, on the top, no? Um, I, I, I think we both served really, really well. So in the beginning, there were not so many exchanges. Um, so it was also for me, but also for me, very tough to get into the rhythm of, of the match. And, you know, I, I, I managed somehow to, to handle the situation, especially in the third set. It was mentally tough when you lose in the tiebreak of the second, but I kept quite calm and obviously really, really happy about the outcome. Is that Prakash or is he one of the Karota boys? He went with the orange polo today. <laughs> he was feeling the vibe, right? <laughs> well done. Happy belated birthday to Emma Raducanu. Turned 21 yesterday. However, uh, she will not be coming back so soon. She's got wrist and ankle surgeries that she's recovering from. Pulled out of an exo in Macau that she was supposed to play. Jim, how concerned are you? Uh, just, let's take the slow road here. She, she had the surgeries at the same time. Make sure you are right. As many troubles as she has had, Physically, let, let's try and make sure that's not the obstacle when you come back. It's going to be tough enough to get back into match form and the match rhythm. But we know what her upside is, and she can take a little bit of inspiration from Layla Fernandez's finish to the year. Layla, awesome in the Billie Jean King Cup for Canada. Yeah, and listen, you know, the, the last thing you want to do is force something if you're not feeling 100%. But what is non-negotiable is she will need matches in the lead-up to Australia. She will need to go down early, maybe add a tournament, hopefully. Uh, listen, at, at this point, health is, is, is priority number one. Got to be healthy. Got to make sure long-term you're healthy. But also, you do need some matches. I'm sure her and her team would have loved to have had enough time to have been prepared to get these matches in in Macau. But listen, this is, this is the toughest reality show on earth. Uh, nothing goes to script. So hopefully, she's ready for Australia. Still just 21 years old, so uh, plenty of time for Emma to get back to that U.S. Open winning form. Meantime, 
John Millman announcing he will be retiring after the Australian Open next year. Pro's pro. This guy got to 33 in the world, Jim. What stands out to you? Millmania. It's not Weiss Mania, but Millmania <laughs> has run wild. And obviously, you look back at his epic win over Roger Federer at the U.S. Open on Arthur Ashe Stadium. That will be the highlight for Millman. But this guy was a lunch pail pro. He brought it every single day. A tough out. Not a lot of overt weaponry, Andy, but he squeezed the lemon on his career. He got every ounce out of it. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know, obviously, we, we think of that huge win against Roger uh, at the U.S. Open as a career highlight. But if John Millman stays in the game, and we all hope he will, He'd be a great coach to look someone in the eye and go, you know what? You need to trade a little harder, a little longer. You need to be a little bit more intense. You need to be a little bit more professional. And it wouldn't be hypocritical in the slightest because the guy did that every single day uh, of his career. I hope he's happy with his decision and content. Uh, certainly earned every win that he ever got. Cheers to Millmania. What, what a career. I hope to see him make a nice little run there at the Australian Open this year as he will retire after that. Speaking of Aussies. We got another one, just one sleep away from the Tennis Channel debut of Nick Kyrgios, former Wimbledon finalist and crossover superstar, will be in the building tomorrow through Sunday. Jim, you know what it is. What's he bringing? Big Nick energy. That's right. Let's go. <laughs> Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's that time. Hot shot of the day. Looks familiar, Andy Roddick. Yeah, and like even this drop shot here at this point was insane, but the sliding drop shot hit really well. Forces Novak Djokovic to come up with this. And it's just a depressing place where you play a perfect shot, and this is what you get out of it, Steve. You get nothing. Nothing out of it. No surprise. Look at that. That angle is so good. Does justice to the athleticism that is this game of tennis that we love. Unbelievable stuff. I mean, how did that go in, Jim? It was the only place it could go, right? I mean, I love the way, <laughs> I mean, center closes this thing off like a goalie, right? He's in position for the cross court. Yeah. So Djokovic hits it off of the line, and that gets him to his uh, break point. And then center snuffs it out with a, a big serve. But this was, uh, it was fun to watch. The crowd didn't enjoy it as much as we did, I don't mm. think. But once again, the loser of the match gets the hot shot of the day. Novak Djokovic, sick angles there. Taking a look at the featured matches on a Wednesday, Carlitos Alcaraz, Andre Rublev meeting for the very first time, followed by, well, these guys who have played 17 previous times, Daniil Medvedev and Alexander Zverev. For more, let's send it back to Turin with Danny Prakash. All right, Steve, P, we're going to see a crazy rivalry, uh, the 18th edition of Sasha Zverev and Daniil Medvedev. How do you think this one's going to go? Well, I mean, I mean, look, they're, they're, they're fairly even in the head-to-head. -head. They split their last couple of meetings, Medvedev beating him in Asia and, uh, and, and Zverev taking him out in Cincinnati. Just based on their first two matches, Medvedev has looked pretty smooth. I just think that extra confidence Zverev has gotten by taking out Alcaraz, someone who's cleaned his clock a couple of times this year. 
maybe that's the difference. And uh, and we see one of Sasha's best matches all year. So I think I'm going with Zverev. Well, look at this atmosphere. It's definitely going to be a fun Wednesday here in Turin. Thanks, Danny Prakash. It is our FanDuel match preview. And Daniil Medvedev, pretty heavy favorite to win against Alexander Zverev. Sixth meeting this year between the two. 4-1 Medvedev. 10-7 overall for Medvedev as they approach their 18th meeting. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to start making every moment more. It's also a rematch from the 2021 ATP Finals final that Zverev won. Won two matches, round robin as well. Jim, what's going to be uh, make the biggest difference in this one? Oh, I mean, serving is so critical with these guys. You're talking about two of the, of the biggest servers around, and, and they, they kind of mirror image each other, too. I think, Andy, you're talking about the big serving and then all about the defense, who, whose forehand holds up. I don't know. I'm kind of feeling Medi in this one, but I don't have a that strong of a feeling about it. You? Yeah, listen, the, the service percentage, first serve is going to be huge. There was a 21 uh, percentage point differential in their first match, 56% for Medvedev, 77% for Zverev. I'll tell you what, he, I, don't, I don't call him a two-to-one dog if you can tell me he's going to serve over 70%. Uh, serve looks great. It looks fluid. Uh, there's not that kind of toss-and-weight situation. I thought Medi played great. Maybe an advantage on the forehand side, a little bit more reliable uh, these days for Medvedev, but there's not going to be much between them. There's going to be a lot of holds in this match. I agree. If you're going FanDuel match preview, I say plus 180 on Zverev. You're going, no. who's going to win? I, I agree with you. Medvedev. Trying to make some money? Put it on Sasha Zverev. <laughs> Good, fair enough. Uh, first meeting, Roddick, uh, we, we have between Carlitos Alcaraz, who's, who's taking on Andre Rublev. What's going to be the biggest factor in this one? Well, I think one thing that's good for the old Chuckster is that the second server, Rublev, is his Achilles heel. Alcaraz, unlike the match against Verev, where he just served him out of the building, will get looks at that second serve and will have time. Something that you covet when you haven't played a ton of matches. He's on a three-match skid. Uh, Rublev, his goal is to not to give him any time, right? To take him out of the points uh, early. But, uh, you know, I, if you're Alcaraz, I like him being able to get into this match a little bit more just by virtue of getting more looks, comfortable looks, stand up, can stand back at just his return position, both comfortably uh, against Rublev. Yeah, and, and he doesn't like when he gets disrupted, right? He doesn't like when he doesn't know what's coming. And with Rublev, as great as he is, he's pretty persistent with what he likes to do. He's like a woodpecker. He's just pecking away with as much power as he can out there off the ground strokes, but he doesn't have the, the drop shots. He doesn't have the net approaches necessarily that some of the other players like Dimitrov that have troubled him recently, Safulin as well. Um, so this is a more comfortable matchup for him. But Rublev has more confidence. Rublev played his yeah. best match maybe I've ever seen him play and defeat to Djokovic in Paris a couple weeks ago. So this one, for me, is a lot closer than I would normally think about it. Um, so we'll see what happens because confidence is king. Yeah. Tennis, the best reality show on TV, and it will play out tomorrow. Cannot wait. For another day of matches from the ATP Finals in Turin, Nick Kyrgios will be on the call for one of those, plus in the studio for TC Live. He'll be talking about Yannick Sinner as well, getting his first win against world number one Novak Djokovic in front of tens of thousands of Italian supporters. Thanks for watching TC Live. Coverage from Turin continues now.